At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. I am so excited you are here as we continue through the Sustainable Business Series. I hope that you are just soaking up all of the goodness that has been coming your way over the past you know, month and a half, where we have really been focusing all of our energy and attention here at Brand Mary in helping you to better understand what a sustainable business is and, of course, create it as well. As you know, it is so, so important. And our mission here at Brand Mary is to help entrepreneurs take back their time. You know, I'm I'm sitting down to record this intro for today's podcast for you, uh, which is coming out in like a week and a half, I think, from the time that I'm recording it. And uh, I'm getting ready to go on a trip to Peru. And I've been having all of the feelings about this trip. I, I tend to get very emotional. I tend to get very feel very grateful when I'm about to embark on a trip because I'm so thankful that I took that step all those years ago when it didn't make any damn sense, when I didn't have any money to invest, when we had to, you know, make all the choices that we had to make with credit cards and pausing, you know, student loan payments and all the different things that we had to do just so that we had some money for me to start the business. And whenever I actually take the time to sit down, which is something I am working on, I suggest we all work on it as we learned in our habits two-parter that came out recently. We have to reflect, right? We have to really think about where we are, where we've been, what we've done, because if we're constantly just reaching for the next thing, we tend to overlook that. And anytime that we are getting ready to go on a trip, we are in preparation mode. I am always feeling this just insane amount of gratitude for making that big leap. And So we are getting ready. Actually, the time that this recording comes out, we will be in Peru. We're going for two weeks, going to the jungle. If we're not already hanging out on Instagram, it is the best place to follow along with the travel things. So if you want to see where we're at, what we're doing, be sure to head over to Michelle Knight Co. But the reason I'm telling you this story, right, is because today we're talking about sustainable finances. And I think it's really important to be transparent about where I was when I started my business, what was available to me in regards to resources, and and what that has looked like. And so buckle in, a little bit of story time coming at you right now, uh, as, as I share with you why I'm so excited to bring you this episode. So you are about to meet Amy from Empowered Profit. Now, Amy and I met after my first full year in business, all right? So 2016 into 2017, as many of you know, I hit six figures in that year. And when we first started my business, I did not know what I was doing financially, I was like, I'll just make the money and I'll just pay myself, right? As the money comes in, I'll be able to take whatever I can and pay myself. And yes, I 
100% did that for a very long time. I'd say probably about six to seven months I did that. As my income started to become a bit regular, and I started to pay myself, you know, a solid like $200 every week, right? And then I would add on what felt comfortable. But it wasn't organized. I didn't feel like a CEO. I kind of felt like I was just, you know, like what I was able to do with my family was 100% reliant on what was happening that week in the business. There was no preparation. There was no savings. There was no nothing, right? I just, I didn't have the financial knowledge that I have today on starting a business, on scaling a business. And so I hit my first six-figure year and I got handed a freaking tax bill. We're talking like $15,000. And I was freaking out, okay? Luckily, I'd done enough mindset work that I was like, okay, you can make the money, (laughs) right? Like you can create more money. You can go on a payment plan. You can pay this back. It's going to be okay. But if you're like me and like, the thought of owing someone money just like gives you heart palpitations. I was very much like, I have to owe the government money. I don't really love this feeling. But you know what? That was all that was available to me. During that process, I realized that I needed support in this arena. I had worked with an accountant that had, bec- had come recommended by someone who had a business locally. But what I quickly realized when I got that tax bill is that that person wasn't versed in the industry that I was in, in the online space. It was a very old school mentality of accounting. And I wanted something that was going to support me in not only, you know, paying my taxes and doing the right thing there, but also being really strategic with my money. And that's when I discovered Amy and Empowered Profit. So Amy is is the founder of Empowered Profit. She now has an amazing, amazing team, like no joke. I fell in love with Amy and her mission and her mindset around money in the very first conversation. She could have told me that it would have cost like thousands and thousands of dollars to work with them. And I probably still would have freaking figured out how to make it work, even though I didn't have the money because I was so in love with her and her brand. Luckily, it didn't cost that much, luckily. (laughs) And we started working together almost immediately. So Amy um, and specifically Empowered Profit, they're a full service accounting agency for female entrepreneurs and their kick-ass businesses. They offer money management solutions that empower their clients to get their financials on lock so they can be free to create a business that matters. And I really encourage you after this episode to head to empoweredprofit.com and read more about Amy and their mission because that has been the thing that has constantly connected me to them. They are the the number one place I recommend to anyone who comes to me in the United States who needs help with their accounting and bookkeeping. They are accountants for some of the leaders in our industry, financial leaders, and their team is phenomenal. And I'm so excited because recently, Amy came into Brand Mary Academy, which many of you know is our year-long immersive experience to help entrepreneurs market their business without social media and build a sustainable brand. And she came in for a special bonus workshop. We do quite a few of these throughout the year based on, you know, people that I work with in the industry to support our clients. And everyone's mind was blown. 
And I asked them, I was like, can I please share this on the podcast? Because as we're talking about sustainable business, it's in, it's really, really important that we do not overlook one of those core elements that we talked about in the very first episode, which is sustainable revenue. And the more that you can plan for your revenue, the more that you can be strategic with how you put money aside with taxes, the more that you can start paying yourself as a CEO right out of the gate, the better off you will be. And the more likely you will be to actually treat your business as a business. And I don't know about you, but when I know that my business is supporting my life, when my business is supporting my family, my freaking trips, you know, to go to Peru, then I want to give more to my business because I feel like I'm receiving. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs constantly feel like they're giving, giving, giving to their business and they're not seeing the benefits of that. And this episode today is going to blow your mind and give you very, very strategic steps that you can take to start putting money aside, to start creating things like profit transfers, which Amy's going to talk about today, and pay yourself as a CEO that you are. Because Empowered Profit and myself believe that money is the most powerful tool that you can have to change and create a world that you ultimately want to live in. And that's exactly what our businesses are allowing us to do, right? Not only create the experiences for ourselves, for our families, for the ones that we love, but also to help impact the world. And so we're going to get into it. I like I feel like I need to like amp this up a little bit more but like oh I'm so excited. So this episode again was a Zoom recording, a special workshop inside of Bramary Academy. We pulled a section out of it. It was designed very Q&A style, so you might hear some conversations between Amy and myself, some questions that pop into the chat, but it was so good that I couldn't not get it into your ears. So without further ado, let us dive into today's episode with Amy from Empowered Profit on sustainable finances. All right, we're going to talk about my favorite to talk about, my favorite conversation to have with Amy um, because this was such a game changer for how I ran my business, how I prepared for tax season because I know everyone and rightfully so we're coming off of tax season. Amy and her team yes, have been are. crazy busy. Um, but I want to talk about um, you know, profit plan. And this is something that that you talk about. You have a very uh, specific approach to it, which I really, really love, um, the Empower Profit way. Can you share a little bit more about how you support your clients with profit plan transfers and kind of what that looks like? Sure. So everybody says, oh, the purpose of a business is to make a profit, right? Like you should be profitable. Are you profitable? Are you profitable? Do you have a profitable business? But nobody actually tells you like, why do you want to have a profitable business? Because for most of our clients, the most thing that they have found when their business gets more profitable is their tax bill goes up. The end, right? Like, so what is the reason for your business to be profitable? And again, with setting the intention and naming things and naming what really matters and being very specific about it, you can really calculate how much profit you need to have and why you need to have it. And the why is really important to us, as I know it is to all of you, that when I understand the reason behind something, I am more driven to actually achieve it than just to say like, oh, we have to be profitable because that's what people say we should be, right? Like if I don't really understand why, I'm probably not going to do it. I have a lot of rebel tendency in me also, so that might also be part of it. Um, but anyway, so 
let's say we're going to aim for a 20% profit margin in your business. So what does, a, let's even define what that means. So what is your profit margin, right? Again, all the money that you've collected, total sales that came in for the year, minus your expenses, maybe minus paying yourself, maybe not. It depends on how you set that up. And we'll talk about that next, but maybe paying yourself. The balance after that may or may not equal what's in your bank account, but the balance after that is what your profit is. And that's what you're going to pay tax on. Okay. So when we look at your profit margin, if you take that profit number and you divide it back up into your sales number, that's your profit margin. And it's a percentage. So let's say your total sales are hundred thousand for the year and your expenses are $80,000. Then you're you're running a 20% profit margin because you have $20,000 left in profit. 20,000 divided into 100,000 is 20%, okay? 20% is a great profit margin. It's fabulous, okay? Why do you want that? What are you doing with it? What is the purpose, okay? We believe that there are a couple of different buckets that your profit should fall into. And people don't always think of this as where their profit is going. They think of it as something that they need in their business. And I think that's where the real difference is in why we call it profit planning and not just, additional spending inside of your business. Okay. So number one, we believe that every business should have a, um, not called emergency emergency fund. Okay. And here's the reason that we don't want to call it an emergency, right? We understand the power of language and manifestation and all of those things, right? I don't want to talk about having emergency money because then I'm going to create emergencies that I need to spend that money on. Right. I would rather call it a, um, my emergency fund literally in my bank account, because you can rename your names, is no such thing as an emergency fund. Because like, if you have enough money, there's actually no such thing as an emergency, right? Because I always just have all the money that I need for anything. All for, I'm, I'm not even going to say like, all my tires could blow and I just can pay. I mean, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I don't want to speak any of that into existence. But so think about language that works for you. A lot of our clients call this the abundance fund, the slush fund, the um, always plenty, always enough. And you can do some exploration with your money story also here that can be really fun of like, what are the things that you think about money? I grew up where there was never enough money. So constantly looking at a bank account that's called, there's plenty of money, there's plenty of money, I have plenty, there's always enough, there's always more is like really powerful from my mindset. Okay. So think about a term, but it's like long-term savings. Okay. This is money that is like your slush fund for when you need to dip into it. Maybe you want to take a month off in the summer and you want to use that to cover, you know, so that you don't have to do another launch. There's lots of different reasons that we do. We do this for maternity leave for people. We do this for, um, just the peace of mind and the comfort of knowing that you've got two months of your expenses in a bank account so that you can take a little bit more, maybe you can be a little riskier or make some investments. Okay. So that's number one. So long-term savings is one place that your profit's going to go. Number two is going to be your um, owner pay. This is not your CEO pay. That is different. And we're going to talk about that. CEO pay is what your business pays you for being the CEO. And I don't care how many people are in your business. I don't care how many employees you have, how many team you have, how many dollars you have. The day you make $1 in your business is the day you are the CEO of your business. And if more women claimed that they were CEOs and not CEOs or girl bosses or any of that, maybe we would be taken a little bit more seriously, right? But like we are CEOs, we are women CEOs, right? Okay, so the day you make $1 in your business is when you're a CEO. Your business will pay you. It's like a crazy glare. Do you see that on my camera? Okay. It's like, ah! yeah, I'm going to try and 
it'll go away in a second. It's just the sun hitting my um, car window. It's because you were in your like message of like CEO. And so like the sun's just like radiating on you. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh yes, we like that. Um, Okay. So your business is going to pay you your CEO pay for doing the job of your CEO. But when you're a business owner, you also get rewarded for being the owner of the business. Okay. So this is where more of your, some of your profit is going to go. If you think about like a big company that you might own stock in, let's say you buy stock in, I don't even know what I want to use an example. Cause I think the whole stock market is so toxic right now, but like, let's say you buy stock in Peloton. Okay. Um, and then you receive dividends as an owner of Peloton stock, you receive dividends based on what their earnings are. Well, we're doing the same thing, right? We're giving you some extra money based on what the earnings of the company are. It's the same thing. You're not worth less than, I mean, nothing's worth less than Peloton stock these days, but like you're not worth less than Peloton stock just because you don't have a company the size of Peloton, right? You are still um, very valuable as the, the owner of your business. So that's number two, right? Owner profit. Number three is taxes. Got to save for them. You're never... You're not going to write off, we're going to talk about taxes, but you're not going to write off enough things to not have a tax bill. It doesn't exist. It doesn't work. Whoever on TikTok taxes is telling you that is telling you lies. So we're going to talk about just the mindset of treating taxes as if it's just another bill in your business and not getting all um, torn up about it. Okay. So you just need to save for taxes because then when your tax bill comes due, you just pay the taxes, the end, no drama, nothing needed. Just know what your taxes are going to be. You save for it. The end. I'm certainly not saying you should pay more than you need to. I'm certainly saying you should take advantage of all the write-offs that you're entitled to and like be strategic about your taxes. But at the end of the day, you're going to have a tax bill. If you have a successful business, you're going to have a tax bill, the end. Okay. So just save for them, put it away, take the drama out of it. That's number three. Number four is future projects. So this is where we find that entrepreneurs' cash flow goes wonky bananas, okay? And here's why. If we help you come up with what your sales number is, what your expense number is, and then the next month you're like, oh, but I want to do this thing. Oh, I want to buy this program. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I'm going to invest with this coach. Oh, I'm going to um, do this rebrand. I'm going to do this website. There's always projects that are coming up in your business. And as a result, your cash flow is going to go like this because there's always something. If there's money coming into your bank account, you are always going to find something to spend it on. That's the way money works. It's called cash flow. Okay. It, that's how it works. That's how money works. You're always going to have something to spend it on. So we want to set money aside intentionally for what those future projects are that you've identified in your business and then have a strategy behind it. So for example, we wanted to do a website rebrand. I talked to the people that we knew we wanted to work with and I knew it was going to cost, um, I'm trying to make like easy math because my brain is very tired. I knew it was going to cost $800 to do the things that I needed to do. And I knew that I wanted to do it in four months was when I wanted to start. So I put $200 every month into my future projects account so that when it came time to pay the website designer, I had my $800 sitting right there. I didn't have to all of a sudden come up with $800 from that month's sales or hurry up and feel stressed about launching something or not feel like I could pay other bills because I'm paying for the website. Does that make sense? And as you grow your business, the only thing that's going to happen is your numbers are going to have more zeros on them, but this structure is not going to change. We have clients that are doing six figures, less than six figures, millions of dollars, and they're all using the same profit planning structure. Okay. I think I told you there were five things before. Did I tell you there were five things you do with your profit? 
I don't think so. There's four. If I said yeah. five, I meant four. Cause when I've actually okay. labeled them out, I'm like, nope, there's only four. Okay. There's only four. So, exactly. So this is what you're going to take that 20% and allocate it between these four places. So maybe a bigger chunk of it is going to be your taxes. You're going to need to talk to your tax person and find out how much you need to be putting away for taxes. And then you can determine what percentage of your sales is going to go into these accounts. Okay. We're doing this based on sales, not based on your profit, even though I know it's called profit planning. And I'll tell you why in just a second, but I know that we call it profit planning, but it's based on your sales. Okay. These are going to be separate bank accounts. My recommendation is that you have an operating account and then four bank accounts so that you can physically move the money, set the intention and move the money into those different bank accounts. They can be at the same bank that you use for your main operating, or they don't have to be. There's no rules here. It's whatever works for you. Some people are more like out of sight, out of mind. I just want this money to accumulate without me really like knowing every penny that's accumulating. Cause then all of a sudden I just have a pot of money sitting over there, which is kind of fun. Other people are more comfortable when they can see all of their money in one dashboard when they log into their bank account. So you have to kind of know yourself and you can play around with this and see what works the best for you. For some people, when they don't see enough money sitting there, it really causes them um, some undue stress or panic. And so we don't want that. So just kind of know yourself and know also as you get more comfortable working with your money, you might change this and decide that you're going to move it into a, another bank account you know, later. If you are an LLC, these need to be in the name of your LLC if you want to have LLC protection. Like if you want these assets to be protected by your business, because um, the, the reverse happens also. We, all, we always talk about your business getting sued and protecting your home. But if you were personally to get sued and you don't have an LLC, your business assets would also be up for um, that, right? So we want to make sure that everything is separated and that business things are named business in the name of the LLC and personal things are named personal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can we talk about the bank accounts really quick? Because this is a question yeah. that I always get. Um, and people are always like, oh, what kind of bank accounts do they need to be? These can be savings accounts, right? Like, yeah, totally. yeah the, like your op, obviously your main operating fund needs to be a checking account because you're going to be paying things out of that. But your slush fund, your owner profit, your taxes, the idea is that you're not constantly pulling from them. So they can totally be savings accounts. Yes. And um, I get the question a lot, like what bank do you use? I was really lucky to get it early on with Capital One when they had their Spark business. They don't have that anymore. Um, but I know you can find, and I know Amy, you recommend sometimes if you want to go with like a local branch, that's mm -hmm. a good idea. Um, if you're comfortable with like a big online branch or something like that, you know, yeah. Chase or yeah. something, they have business banking. And yeah. yes, they're basically, they're separate accounts. Um, but you could look at, I look at them in my mind as sub accounts, Jessica, where I'm like, all right, this is my big account. And these are my little umbrellas that get my little distribution. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one other question I had about the owner profit, because this was a, yep. this was one that I loved about your mindset where I got to like name it or like pick something that I was personally excited about yes. outside of my business. So yes. ours is called travel fund. Surprise, everyone. Shocker. Shocker. Shocking. <laughs> and so is that something that you've noticed with your clients that rather than maybe calling it owner profit, you know, they put, like you said, maybe it is maternity leave. Maybe it is, you know, travel fun. Maybe it is want to buy a new house that that is like a huge mindset shift for them. Cause I know it was for me. Absolutely. Yeah. It totally can be. You really can pick, you can pick one thing if you want. I'm going to have to move these blinds because this is driving me crazy. I'll be right back. That's okay. <laughs> All right. And then while, um, 
let us know if you have any questions about that. But again, like, and I, I'm, you know, I love to use my hands. So if you can see me, right, like this is your big operating account. And then you have these four accounts. We're going to talk about how the money actually goes into them. But yes, the idea is that like your money has a purpose. Like every dollar that comes into your business has a purpose. It could be expenses, which is probably the first, you know, idea of it payroll, but then what happens with that extra money, that profit that's sitting there, that's the whole concept is that it always has a purpose behind exactly. it. Exactly. Every dollar should have a job. And the more jobs you give your dollars, the happier your dollars are, and then you'll have more dollars because the dollars are like, oh, there's a purpose for this. And then you'll be very clear on like, oh, this is why my pricing is set this way. This is why my sales goal is this, because these are the things that I need. And it can help you speak more confidently about your sales number. Cause it's not some number that you just like invented, right? It's because no, these are the actual numbers in my business. And I know this is what I need to hit. And this is why not because I need to have a profitable business, but because these are the four accounts I need to fund. This is the amount that I need in them. This is exactly what it's for, right? The more clarity that you can have there, the easier it is to think about your money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of like what bank to use, all banks are evil and all banks are great. It depends on the day, depends on the bank. A lot of people really like supporting like a local um, credit union, which I think has a lot of benefits. And that's really great. If your credit union offers business accounts, I would not probably recommend your main operating account being there just because when we run businesses online, a lot of times we need services that are a little bit more comprehensive online. And so the credit union's Online services could be a little bit limited, but again, know your business and know what you need, but you don't have to have all of these at the same bank. You can have, like we use um, Novo. So I use Bank of America for my regular bank account just because I need to have a lot of the online tools that they offer. And then we use Novo for our profit planning accounts. Pro and Novo does not allow me to do all of the separate accounts that I would like to do there. So that is the one drawback about Novo, but it is free to use. There's limits on the transfers. There's a lot of limits, but it is an online internet bank. And so some people like that. So I have a couple of my accounts at Novo. I have a couple of my accounts at Bank of America. And then I have a couple of my accounts. I'm playing around with um, a new account at Relay is the name of the bank that a lot of people. So like I hear people say like, what about blah, blah, blah bank. And then I go open an account there and play around with it so that I can say like, is this good? Is this not? What works about this? What doesn't work about this? Relay was specifically um, I don't know who created it. I have it on my list. I do some more research into this, but it is very profit first friendly, which if you have heard of the book profit first by Mike McCallowitz, he talks a lot of similar things in the same idea of like moving the money out of your operating account, stuff like that. And relay is supposed to be profit first friendly, which means you can have multiple accounts with them. I would go to your bank where you have your main business checking account right now and say, I need to have a couple of other accounts. What will you give me for free? Or what will you give me for the lowest fee? Because I don't want you to pay a ton of money in fees just to have all of these separate accounts as well. There are plenty of places that you can park your money online that you're not going to pay any fees on. So don't, like, if you bank at Chase and Chase wants to charge you $10 a month for every single one of these checking accounts, you're going to, or savings accounts, you're going to end up paying $50 a month in bank fees? No, we're not doing that. Okay, so let's name them again. Uh, slush fund or whatever your name of the slush fund is, owner profit, or if you want to get more specific about what that's for taxes, and then future projects. Okay. Beautiful. You can also do this on the personal side. My husband and I actually do this on our personal side as well, where we have five or six things that we're saving for. We have vacations, we have house fund, we have, um, what's on our profit planning right now? Debt. Cause we've got a couple credit cards that we're actively paying off. 
Um, a lot of people use this for debt repayment and debt reduction. It's very effective for that as well. So like, again, just naming it and being very clear on what the money is for, like even like vacations is great and travel is great. And even getting more specific about which trip, how much does that trip cost? How much do you need to go on that trip? Because if you just are saving for travel, how will you know if you have saved enough? I mean, for Michelle, it will never be enough, literally, but yeah. it can it's also be one I know, I know, but it can also be really helpful to know like this, what a lot of us do is we make a vision board that has all of this stuff on it that we want to have, but we actually have no idea how much that costs. That vision board costs, we don't know. We don't know how much we need to create that life. And so going through a process of like actually shopping for each of those things, if there's a different car that you want to drive, go to the dealership and drive it and find out how much the monthly payment would be so that then you can say, okay, this is how much the monthly payment would be. When left to our own devices, we always think things are going to be way more expensive than they are. And there are probably things that are on your vision board that you could have right now that you just don't have because you don't know how much it actually costs to have them. So, okay. All right. Well, so did you all know it was mindset today as well? <laughs> it's always mindset when you invite Amy. So every week, I want you to have time set aside in your calendar one day a week for 30 minutes where you are going to have a money love session. Okay. And we call it money love, not handling your money or dealing with your bills or taking care of things. We call it money love, like shave your legs for it. Put on the berry white, like money love session. Okay. We want your money to feel loved and well taken care of and that you really love it. And also you are really going to enjoy working with your money. If you are intentional about how you create this time. So what is your favorite thing to drink? What is your favorite thing to smell? Is there a candle or essential oils? What kind of music do you want to listen to? Like create this experience so that it makes you look forward to it. And don't go into your money love time right after you uh, had a fight with your spouse or your kids like won't put their shoes on so that you can get to school and you're running late and you're like, and then the, you came home and like the dog pooped all over the floor and you got to clean that up. That is not the right time to go in and work on your money. Okay. I want this on your calendar as a standing reoccurring appointment, but it's also okay if it's like not at 10 AM and it has to move to 2 PM that day, because you need to like be in a better headspace when you get into your money. Okay. So be very intentional about what the energy is that you're bringing into this time where you're working on your money. And then what you're going to do during that time is going to depend on your business, talk to your accountant and, you know, your bookkeeper, if you're working with one and ask them, like, what are the things I should be doing during my, I mean, accountants mostly like, maybe you don't want to tell them like my Barry White money love time. Cause they might chuckle at you and think that you're like crazy chick, but, um, you know, like what, what are the things that I should be doing weekly in my business? These could be things like updating your bank account, right? Like what are the things that you do? regularly for your money. If you combined it all and just did it all at once, once a week, you wouldn't feel like you're always having to deal with your money and always having to work on this, right? Which is how a lot of people feel about their money, that it's like exhausting. You can open your mail one time a week, process your bills, pay your We're bills. all about bulk scheduling here yes. at Brandberry. And if you're a rewards-based person, give yourself a reward. Like when I'm done with my money time, I will do X, Y, Z, right? Like whatever you have to do to make it work for you, but this can be so powerful. And one of the things you're going to do during your money love time is your profit planning transfers. So you're going to look at your bank account and you're going to say, okay, last week, and you can pick your dates. Like if you want to do it from Sunday to Saturday or, you know, pick, it doesn't matter. There's no rules. You're creating the rules here. Last week, how much came into my bank account? What deposits came into my bank account? from my client work. 
Okay. It was a thousand dollars. Okay, great. What are my percentages of what I'm going to move for my profit planning? Great. I'm going to take 10% and put it in my tax account. I'm going to take 2% and move it into my owner profit account. I'm going to take 5% move it in here. Okay. Now, a lot of times what people say is I don't feel like I have enough money, even just to pay my bills. I don't feel like there's anything extra to do this profit planning thing. Sure. Great idea. When I make more money, I'll do that. Spoiler alert. You won't because I've heard that from many people and then they start making more money and they just find more things that they have to spend that money on. So what I really encourage you to do is if, even if it's 1% into each of these accounts, just start doing the 1%. It is more about the intention and the practice and setting this foundation than it is about the cash. Like, are you actually going to be able to travel somewhere if you're doing 1%? I mean, eventually, sure, it will accumulate over time, but it's more about the intention and the structure. And then once, and your business is not going to miss 5% of your sales. You think it is, it's not, it'll adjust, you'll figure it out. And then I want you to bump it up. And then I want you to bump it up. And then I want you to bump it up, right? And keep moving it up and challenge yourself to see like, how much can I move up? And if you sign a new client that has a, you know, larger retainer, then bump it up so that you're allocating more money, right? Like you can play with this. You're in control of this. You're in charge. It can be so fun. And I love too the big shift for me. And what I think a lot of people it's like, it's feels so different than maybe what we do with our personal life where we're like, okay, every week I'm going to give a put a hundred dollars to savings. Right. And it's like a set amount of money. That's not how profit plan transfers work. It's a percentage of the revenue you brought in that week. So it's not how your business works. You don't have the exact same paycheck that comes in. Like you do on your personal side. You're like, Oh, got my paycheck. Do my savings. Your business money is even if your cash flow is steady, your business deposits are still going to be up and down, up and down all throughout the month. Totally. So if you have like a launch and your launch is a week long, you're going going to have bigger profit plan transfers during that time, which is very exciting. And then there will be times when maybe you didn't make as much that week. Maybe you didn't make anything. Let's be completely honest, right? Maybe no money came in that week. Guess what? There'll be no profit plan transfers that week, but it's all, yeah. So it's, it's just making sure that every dollar that comes in, like Amy said, has a job. And so remember that when you're thinking about that, it's a percentage of the revenue that came in. It's not a set amount every single week made it a little easier for my brain to be like, Oh, this feels easy. This feels okay. I can do that. Totally. Yeah. And you you can change the percent whenever you want. I hope that you are loving this series all about creating a sustainable business. As a reminder, we will be back with another episode next week, but there are multiple episodes that you can listen to as part of this series. So if you haven't tuned into those, now is a great time to listen in. Another thing I wanted to remind you of before we close out this episode is that I have a class for you that is focused on building a sustainable business. In this class, I'm specifically sharing with you how to build a better brand that gets seen and paid consistently. As we've talked about, having sustainable revenue leads to a sustainable business. So if you haven't tuned into this new training, you can head to brandmary.com slash class. That's brandmary.com slash class to sign up and watch it instantly. I'll see you next week in another episode.